Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky in Studio 9305. Thank you for listening to the show. Election Day just passed. The primaries. And I was really into politics this year because, as you guys know, I was working on a campaign for a friend, Dale Hamilton, for Knott County Circuit Court Clerk. And I really got to be involved in my hometown of Knott County, Kentucky, uh, in politics. And I have been out of that county now for 12 years. I moved out when I was 18, and I'm 30 now. And when I left Knott County... I was just not interested in the politics there anymore. Well, since I was working on this campaign, I became very interested once again on working or became very interested once again in the politics in Knott County because I was so involved into this campaign. I heard the commercials on the radio for all these other candidates. I saw their commercials. I was just involved. I knew every candidate running. So, Election Day... It finally came, May the 23rd. I was very excited because I really thought Dell was going to win the election. So I drove into Knott County, and we decided not to have a party for Dell just in case he lost. So what we decided to do was to drive to a discreet location, me, Dell, and Dell's nephew, Ryan, drove to a discreet location parked the car, and listened to the results. And as the results came in, we started to become more and more disappointed because we were starting to realize that Dale was not going to win the election. And it turned out that he did not win the election. And uh, we, we not only lost, we got our butts kicked in the election. We ran against Lisa Boland and Jeff Blair, and Dale did come in third, But I do want to say that the best person for that job, for Knott County Circuit Court Clerk, did not win. I truly believe that Dell was the best person for the job. And you're saying, oh, well, you're only saying that because you worked this campaign. Well, that's the only reason I did work the campaign, because I thought that Dell was the best person for the job. Uh, Dell got beat in the precincts that we thought he would win. One of the precincts that we thought he would win would be Beaver. Lower Upper and Middle Beaver. Beaver is Dell's hometown. It is where, or his home community in the county. And that's also where I'm from. We thought for sure we had it. We were needing to win Beaver by a lot to win the election. We didn't win Beaver by a lot. As a matter of fact, we didn't win Beaver at all. We lost by a couple hundred votes in Beaver. And another precinct that we thought we would win was Cordia because Dell had been fighting for the school of Cordia uh, because they the county wanted to close the school and Dell on the Board of Education voted no. But Dell lost the Cordia precinct. I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't understand how Cordia, the community of Cordia, could vote against a man who is fighting to keep their school open. It makes no sense to me. I I don't know. I don't understand how a person can lose the home precinct and be a good person like Dale is. The only thing that I can think of is that people actively voted against Dale due to possible jealousy. Uh, Sometimes 
your family and your friends don't want to see you win. They don't want to see you succeed. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. We lost. Dell lost. It was a uh, great effort on his part going out and campaigning. I learned a lot from the campaign. I learned a lot about politics. But we lost. The best man did not win. I talked to Dell after the election, uh, you know, after the results came in. Uh, asked him if he was interested in doing an interview for Off the Cuff to kind of go over the election results, and he wasn't interested. And you know what? I wasn't in the best of moods either to do a podcast that night. So just chalk it up as a loss. Dale said he's never going to get into politics again, and I don't blame him. I don't. If you can't even win in your home precinct, it's just not your cup of tea. But I did get inspired to run for office myself. I think that I want to run for an office eventually. So I currently live in Lexington. I love the city of Lexington. I think it's the greatest city in the entire state. And I think that Lexington is the prime and premier place to live in the state of Kentucky. So I would like to run for an office here in this city. I don't know what I would run for. And I want to go over some of the Lexington uh, results for Election Day because we do this show in Lexington. I have a lot of Lexington listeners. But I'm going to start out with the Knott County Judge Executive race in Lexington. This is the primaries. Uh, John Larson faced James Mark Sizemore, both Republicans. John Larson beat James Mark Sizemore. Uh, 9,280 votes to 5,240 votes. Larson carried the votes for 64%, and James Sizemore carried 36% of the votes. And I bring that race up because in November, Larson faces Don Blevins for the Knott County Judge Executive seat. And I want to bring that office up first because if I do run for an office... I believe that the Fayette County Judge Executive Office is the one that I'm going to run for. I think that the Fayette County Judge Executive Office is an office that really goes under the radar. It's overshadowed by the mayor. This is a Fayette County, Lexington, urban county, so the city pretty much makes up the entire county. And people don't really put a lot of emphasis on the county judge. They put an emphasis on the mayor. But... People forget sometimes how important the county judge is, especially the people here in Fayette County because the position is so overlooked. But the county judge executive is the CEO of the county. They're someone who controls a budget, and they're someone uh, who tries to bring new business into the county. And I'm sure that the county judge of Fayette County works closely with the mayor. But I think that in order for Lexington to be the best place, the best city, and to remain the best city in Kentucky, it needs to have a better Fayette County judge executive. It needs to have a double whammy. It needs to have an all-star team of a good mayor and a good judge executive. I'm not ready to be the mayor yet. But I do think that I'm ready to be the Fayette County Judge Executive. I can work with the budget. I can maintain 
a staff, and I'm someone who has natural leadership abilities. So I think I might throw my name on the ballot in 2022, or I guess, yeah, it would be 2022. It would be four years from now. And I would probably be facing, if I had to guess, I'll be facing a Democrat, and that would be Don Blevins in November because I don't know if John Larson could beat Don Blevins. It's going to be interesting. I don't know who I'm going to vote for yet, but I could be running against John Larson in the primary or I could be running against uh, Don Blevins. I don't know. It's something that I'm really considering. I think that it's something that... I would succeed at. Now, I could lose. I could go in. I could get demolished. But I could go in and I could win. I already am starting to think of ideas for my campaign. I think that I want to have a strong media on or a strong presence on social media. I think that the way to reach people is through social media. Social media isn't going to get you elected. Social media will get your name out there. Social media will get your message out there. Like this podcast, social media doesn't make you listen. It won't have you listen, but it can get my podcast to you and make it available for you to see what we're all about. Now, it's up to you to decide what you want to do. It's up to you to push that play button. Just like on Election Day, it's up to you to vote for whoever you're going to vote for. But I am going to have a strong presence on social media. I'm going to try to have a strong presence uh, with radio advertising, I don't know if I'll have the money to really throw in television time, but I do want to make a run for this judge executive seat. I'll be 34 if I do follow through with this, and I'll have four more years of experience under my belt. And uh, the minimum age to run for county judge is 30. So I could run, I could have run this year, but the next race is not until four years. So I think that working on this campaign, seeing all these candidates run for an office, it's inspired me to run. It's inspired me to put my name in the hat to see what I can do. But I'll bring up the county judge executive office first because that's what I would want to be running for. Another controversial win in Lexington on May the 22nd was Amy McGrath, the Democratic nominee for the U.S. representative seat. Congress beat Jim Gray, the current Lexington mayor. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why people keep voting against Jim Gray because it's not like Jim Gray is a bad leader. It's not like he has done a bad job with the city of Lexington, but he cannot win a race outside of the city of Lexington. He ran against Rand Paul for U.S. Senate, lost, got destroyed, And then he ran for Congress and got beat by a person who's never been into politics. And, you know, he got beat. And not only did he get beat, but he got beat pretty bad. I think there's a couple things that hurt Jim Gray. Number one, I do think it's his homosexuality. I think him being an open homosexual really rubs people the wrong way. Now, I don't mean to sound narrow-minded when I say this. I'm just speaking the truth. I think that people will deliberately not vote for a candidate if they are homosexual. And Jim Gray is an open gay man. I don't know if he's married. I think he's married. But 
people in Kentucky still have strong Christian values. They're against that, and they're not going to vote for someone who is an open homosexual. In Lexington, you can get away with it. Maybe that's why he was so successful in Lexington, because there's a strong gay population here. But if you're looking at the entire uh, 6th District, I don't know if if you can run against someone and be gay. I just, I don't, I think that hurt him. I don't think that's all that hurt him, but I do think that was a big part that played a role in his loss. Another thing is his attack on Amy McGrath a couple days before the election. On Friday evening, now it was an interesting time to do this on Friday evening, he released a commercial bashing Amy McGrath for being a new resident in the state of Kentucky. He basically ran an ad saying that Amy McGrath moved here just to run for office, and she knows nothing about the place. And it was an interesting time that he released this ad because it's on a Friday evening. Friday evening is the close of business week. You can't really respond, get an ad out there, and get people seeing it the way you'd want them to see it. And I think that people – I don't think it went over well with the people because it was a – Pretty much a clean race all the way to election. But right at the last minute, Jim Gray got nervous and he released a tacky ad on Amy McGrath. And I think that did nothing but hurt him. So she beat him. So we're going to see Amy McGrath versus Andy Barr in November. That is going to be a very high profile race. We're going to see a lot of advertising. We know Amy McGrath loves her commercials. Andy Barr also loves his commercials. We're going to see some high-profile campaigning there for that office. All right, another office I want to talk about is the mayor. Now, the mayor is a nonpartisan race, so you know that any Republican and Democrat can vote for any candidate. And the candidates were Linda Gorton, Ronnie Baston, Teresa Isaac, Kevin Stennett, Ike Lawrence, William Wayman, Skip Horan, and yeah, that's all your candidates. The total turnout was pathetic. Only 55,000 people came out to vote. And in a city like Lexington, that's not a lot. But the two candidates who get the most votes are the two that face each other in an election in November. So Linda Gorton... And Ronnie Baston will face off for the mayor's seat of Lexington. Linda Gorton got 23,200 votes. Ronnie Baston got 14,207 votes. Linda Gorton carried 42% of the votes. Ronnie Baston carried 26% of the vote. I think that uh, Linda Gorton was the one that surprised me the most. I thought Teresa Isaac was going to win that race, and she came in third. And when I say came in third, she came in third by a lot. And so did Kevin Stinnett with fourth. And then it really goes downhill with Ike Lawrence, William Wayman, and Skip Horn. But I thought Kevin Stinnett and Linda Gorton would be your two mayor candidates in November. Kevin Stennett was the council at large, so he's definitely got experience working in 
city politics. Uh, Teresa Isaac, I thought, would do better than what she did. She's the former mayor of Lexington. But apparently, they Lexington had had enough. They didn't want to have a repeat mayor. See, she got beat when she ran against Jim Newberry. And she wasn't elected as the mayor again. She wasn't reelected. So she tried it again. She lost. So we're now going to see a race between the former police chief and the vice mayor. Now that is going to be a race. And I, I do think that uh, Linda Gorton is going to win that, pull that off. But going head-to-head with Ronnie Baston could be a surprise. What I, what I like about Linda Gorton is her experience in city politics, her experience with running Lexington like a business. She was Jim Gray's vice mayor. And what I like about Ronnie Baston is the way he's handled the Lexington police force. Uh, you know me. I'm not a big fan of... of uh, a lot of police forces. I think that a lot of cops are dirty. And I think that Lexington police is probably one of the best police forces in, in the entire state. Uh, I like the way they do business in Lexington. Lexington police don't actively go out and look for trouble. They respond to trouble. I hate it when you go to, especially a small town, and you can't even walk outside your door without the police cruising by, back and forth, back and forth, trying to figure out what you're doing. It's not a prison. They treat the community like a prison, uh, like you're a prisoner and they're a jail guard and they're watching their inmates. I hate police forces that do that. It shouldn't be like that. Lexington is a place where you can come and not have to worry about the police watching every single thing you do. They respond to trouble. If there's a problem, the Lexington police respond to it. And I think Ronnie Baston has a lot to do with that. He has a lot to do with the way that's ran. So I like the way he does business. So I like both candidates. I don't know who's going to win by the numbers right now. It looks like Linda Gorton is going to win by a lot. But hey, going head to head with Ronnie Baston, man versus woman, both uh Pretty qualified, I think, to be mayor. It's going to be close. That would be a great position to aspire for one day, the mayor of Lexington. If I ever win Fayette County Judge Executive, yeah, I'll throw my name in the hat to be the mayor. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap this episode up here on Off the Cuff. I do want to close out with a sponsor by Faith Independent Baptist Church who is having a Hillside Jubilee service on May the 30, 31st, and the 1st. So I'm going to close out the show with a short message from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Banks. This has been Off the Cuff. We will see you in the next episode. Hello, friends and neighbors. Pastor Joe Banks and the congregation of Faith Independent Baptist Church would like to cordially invite you to his first annual Hillside Jubilee service on May the 30th, 31st, and June the 1st. If you like old-time preaching and singing, you will really get a blessing from these services. Preachers will be caught from the floor throughout the day with two special preachers each night. The service will begin on Wednesday night, May the 30th, at 7 p.m., and will resume on Thursday morning, May the 31st, at 10 a.m., and continue throughout the day 
with night services starting at 7 p.m. The service will then resume at 10 a.m. on Friday, June the 1st throughout the day with night service beginning at 7 p.m. The church is located on 8505 Highway 7 North in Whitesburg. For more information, you can contact Pastor Joe Banks at 606-335-6057. We would love to see you there. God bless you.